interaction. Cause... I got your Facebook popped up, so whenever it pops up right here, I'll... Yeah, it should be on the... It'll be on the DRD Guts page. So, let me share that real quick. And then... Oh, okay, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me share that real quick. Post it there. Oh, okay, I see it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me share that real quick. Post it there. Now let's share it to a shit ton of groups. Of course, we gotta share it with Slam. pages all really like uh strangled and aberrant the most nobody likes us <laughs> yeah okay that's why you guys <laughs> blew up but sure <laughs> do you know what pages all really like uh strangled and oh yeah you probably want to mute the stream on your yeah. end yeah <laughs> yeah i gotta leave it now because i was like why are you asking me the same shit twice <laughs> no nah, you're good dude <laughs> i was i just gotta make sure you know all right don't don't question me I'm just a dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. <laughs> oh my god. I watched the Joe Rogan of that with Robert oh Downey god. Jr. talking about that. I'm doing this interview with a bang little fucking wing stop right next to me. Oh my god. Don't even show me that, dude. I <laughs> I, I wanted some so bad earlier. I'm still. <laughs> money. I, I just want to get paid next week. Right. I'm lucky enough that I get paid like every week so i miss that honestly when i first started this job as like a contractor and not an official employee weekly pay was lit i love that shit now it's just like nah you gotta get bi-weekly pay so yeah it is what it is um let's see. emily davis is watching with you hey nice Oh, duh, we have an Oklahoma 16 uh, page. I thought we did. Oh, Oklahoma Metalheads, sure. In case anybody's wondering why we're doing this right now, I had some problems on my end, and then he had a problem on his end, and it was just yeah. we running circles on both of his ends. So. Yeah, plus uh, Facebook likes to limit reach significantly, so you gotta... <laughs> You gotta send it out to the masses. Okay, I think I've shared it enough. If anything, I think I'll also just start a watch party. Uh, Alright, I think we're good enough to go ahead and get started. Alright, so, the man of the hour, my guy, Michael Soto. Let's, uh, let's get going, man. Uh, who are you? <laughs> I'm a guy. I'm the dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. <laughs> Very nice. 
I'm just an old guy playing guitar, trying to write slam riffs. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. So when did you get like started in music, like or just like even interested in doing any music? Growing up in church, my dad being a preacher, my mom wanting, or not my mom, um, being the singer. All of us played an instrument or did something with music. So I was sneaking Limp Biscuit CDs underneath <laughs> my Christian CDs inside of my little Walkman CD player. Yeah. Both the CDs scraping against each other, but I was just always interested in beat down riffs. And sometimes you can hear it in like old new metal, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no, nah, dude, for sure. Yeah. Hey, we got somebody who sent an emote in the Twitch chat. I don't know what that emote is for, but I appreciate it and I'm glad you're here. But uh, any, anyway, yeah, no, dude, I definitely get that. Like, for me, uh, my start in even being interested was I heard The Devil Was Prada in, like, 06 or 07. And back then, I was like, oh, I'm a superhero, huge church kid. Wow, these guys sound really cool, and they're for Jesus? Oh, my God. How incredible. And then that's kind of where I that, like. You and Harvey talking, and y'all guys talking about, like, Christian core and shit. Like, dude, Christian core was tight at a, at dude. a I won't listen to it now. Yeah. Know, I'm a grown up now. So like, <laughs> I've, I've moved on. and But I still like some days I'm just like, I might play something old. And not like I'll go to <laughs> August Burns Red and I'm like, hell yeah. You or can. Penny Doom's Nail Dead Risen is just like, that was like the beginning of like ignorantly heavy for me. Like besides like Bring Me the Horizon and Pray for Plagues. Yeah, he showed me that for the first time, and like that's what jumped me away from like I was I was mainly only listening to like Slipknot, Tool, and like you know new metal type shit at the time. I'd never been interested or introduced to anything extremely heavy. So it was Devil Wears Prada, and then or it was uh, Devil Wears Prada, and then it was Bring Me the Horizon. I was like, this is I was like, this is kind of tight. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I haven't really ever been interested in anything like around like these years. I always listen to shit from like the late 2000s because I, you know, I still think that like Slipknot's uh, self-titled is hand hands down still the best album on the fucking planet. Yeah, that like, happens a I'm lot. Like, I feel like that's that's what it is for me. So like, writing heavy riffs for me was like starting with Slipknot riffs, but. Then I got introduced to Bring Me the Horizon, and then uh, my buddy jumped me from Bring Me the Horizon. He took me to a fucking, he took me to Suicide Silence's No Time to Bleed Tour in Oklahoma City. Molotov Solution was on that bill. Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza was on that bill. Um, Conducting from the Grave was on that bill. Oh, another Christian band, My Children, My Bride was on that bill. Hey. Like, this show was stacked, and like, it was my first introduction into all of that, and like, I jumped in head first. I walked into the Diamond Ballroom and fucking Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza is on stage. Josh Travis had just started playing Yippie Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> and like, I remember whenever I heard him do that, you know what I mean? I was just yeah. like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I was like, who the fuck been hiding me from this fucking badass fucking riffs? And I just jumped in straight head first. Like, yeah. I went from that, like, into, like, dude, between, or between the buried and me. Like, Colors, uh, The Anatomy of, um, the Blue Album, The Silent Circus. Like, that era, BT Bam, like, got me into fucking heavier music. And then I dove into, like, Molotov Solution. And 
dude it just it started escalating but i listened to some slam like i want to say like maybe five years ago i remember the first time that pandora fucking randomly played um uh, fucking uh, abominable putridity and it was the blue album and uh because i can't think of the names right now because i'm fucking big <laughs> i mean <laughs> but, it's all good i mean i have it on my shorts as a matter of fact oh but God. i mean like legitimately i'm wearing abominable putridity shorts <laughs> hell yeah you want to show like, them I'm off gonna... daddy oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah get that sweet knee action that's what i like that's what i'm here for it's what the chat's here for also yeah. david says he loves you uh skylar says goo goo gaga and uh I know exactly what that means <laughs> that's uh, code for let's kick it and buy some pbrs oh my god <laughs> hell yeah yeah no nah, man like it was weird for me i started out as like a metalcore yeah. kid yeah. like Thank and you. it was just like i i heard i think uh, <laughs> i fucking see you jason he's like anomalies bro <laughs> i'm like yes yes that's the fucking name of the yeah album. <laughs> <laughs> yes right, hell yeah they went up to frosty Y'all guys Hell don't yeah. know who Frosty is. What's up, Frosty? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Jason is my ex-roommate. Um, whenever he moved in, like, I want to say, like, a couple weeks into it, I walk into I walk into here, and he's on the computer recording to a beat, and Starla's sitting next to him, and she's recording, like, a rap, like, over <laughs> one of his beats. Oh, shit, this fool's trying to call me. Anyways, <laughs> so, um, uh, I walked in here. They had they had recorded three rap songs together. My ten year old. Hell yeah. And she's That's... wickedly all right. I mean, like, listen, just like, get her on a collab with Gengar, dude. Try to get her to do a collab with Zach. Oh, you right. The Zach needs to actually drop like some actual rap, unless he secretly has a project. Then, you know. David's calling me. What, David? <laughs> Bitch, I'm on the fucking interview <laughs> right now. I'm talking to the fucking. I'm talking to the vice president. That's right, That's right baby. <laughs> All right. That's right. Tell him what's up. He <laughs> <laughs> <You> heard that. <laughs> Anyways, but yes. So I got introduced to a bono putridity. I was just like, I listened to this album from beginning to end, but it was the only thing that was like slam oriented. And then fucking youtube started doing the autoplay shit like they yeah. didn't do it at one point in time so they started doing autoplay finally and it autoplayed fucking um ingested surpassing the boundaries or surpassing boundaries or whatever like it came to that album and i was like it's getting dead fucked and i was just like oh. i was like this is it. i was like this is everything that i have been wanting to fucking play in my life this is it and then i got introduced to the surreption or the surreption from uh from ingested and dude my fucking i took off um i met jason and he was like bro you ever heard of gorvin and i was like nah and he was like how the fuck are you gonna say you listen to slam but don't know who gorvin is <laughs> and then i got introduced to fucking japanese slam K-Bot. yeah boy like, that's what's up that's like, that good weep shit <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever heard of needle contaminated port from Japan, but that's the dude. Oh god, I think the genre name is Nigata Squatting Bulldozer. Hell yeah. That's hard as fuck. Like I want that fucking label, but dude, this <laughs> shit is wild, wild fucking crazy. Dude, 
dude, the production work of J like Japan in like as a whole in metal is so stupidly good. It's like even like bands that would be like local are like, hey, so we have like a 4K camera. Let's just shoot basically like your average pop style of like quality of a <laughs> music vid. Cool. <laughs> All right. Nah, dude, you should have listened to Mirrors before they broke up, dude. I don't know if you did, but that shit went fucking hard. Oh my. It's uh, Mirrors. They're a Japanese, like, deathcore beatdown. I swear like, to God, dude, I love everything Japanese bands. Like, I love everything. Like, there's something about even the heavy beatdown fucking bands over there. Like, the beatdown hardcore bands. The hardcore bands from over there are fucking amazing. Like, there's just something about Japanese heavy music. Like, it's, I mean, dude, baby metal's kind of fucking hard. Oh, yeah, like, dude, karate? Karate fucks. Like... <laughs> I remember when I first discovered them, and I was like, "All right, this is this is pretty lit." And then they came out with Karate, and I was like, "Okay, well, here's my money. Here's the album. Cool, thanks. I'm just gonna buy it now." And like, just been a huge fan since like I think I heard "Gimme Chocolate," and then I was like, "Oh, well, this is the life I live." Also, Jaden says he loves you, but you probably can't see it because it's in a watch party chat. Who? Uh, Jaden Pruitt. <laughs> I love you, and I miss you. <laughs> the boy. Listen though, left hand path. That shit. Hard. Ryan went hard on that mix, dude. I'll tell you like, what. I got I got showed like a demo of that, I think on I wanna say like back whenever it was just the instrumental and I was like, who's doing vocals on this? And Sterling was like, Jaden, I was like, he's gonna murder it. He's gonna <laughs> murder it. Like, alright, let's talk about local real fast. Alright. I'm all down right, for this. You, Zach, you know, Josh and Jacob, they they're they're one <laughs> they're one thing. Yeah. But like, and then Skyler, you know what I mean? I see him right now, but like, you think about our local vocalists, like, that are fucking good. Yeah, dude, like, like, uh, after, like, the first time I ever heard Jaden, I think it was when he was recording for the EP that he was doing with Zane. I think, yeah. like, I caught a, a thing of him, like, doing they vocals for it. Together. Yeah, and I was like, ooh, this boy beefy. I was like, I want to play with them after like hearing. I heard the EP after it came out, and I was like, I want to play with this fool. And then we finally did like way later, and it was <laughs> it was the only show we played with them, and the only show we ever will play with them. <laughs> Dude, Tulsa's I, lit. I don't, know, I don't know if you were there or eh, the people who were there know. Dude, the Skyja EP release party was a fucking party. I have never played a show that was like at a at a dope venue. That was a party. That shit was a party, dude. Like it was fucking sick. I was just like, man, these fools headlining. They get hella wasted. Like, like a party. That shit cracked me the fuck up. Dude, yeah, that show was off the chain though, man. Like, there's just something about like, like I love the aberrant that it is now. But there is something about like that era of this band when it was me, James, David, and and Zach. Like at that show, man. Like. That was one of the shows that was just like, yeah. Was that like at the Vanguard in Tulsa or something? Dude, I'm telling I we played there that for that local fest, which by the way, we did incredibly there. Like, people are super just like they'll go out of their way to like here's your merch. Oh cool, we're just gonna buy it all. Like, it was nuts, dude. The fandom or fan base in Tulsa is insane. And also the Vanguard is just a slapping, like, just amazing venue. Playing on like that big of a stage felt nice. Yeah, that shit was tight. But I don't know. I love, I love small like 
backroom shows like like mass movement like i love i love that i love that kind of venue uh when we played 523 thompson and fucking austin like that's a that's just a box with some speakers you're on the floor you're fucking one foot in front of the <laughs> crowd that shit is sick i just shared the video of it um a couple days ago like i love how small and compact that is but i love a big venue don't get me wrong dude mm-hmm. fucking the other Austin venue that we played at first night of tour was fucking. Uh, was it Come and Take It Live? That place. That felt like a fucking rock star shit. Like, it was, it was sick. I want to yeah. I want to go back there, like, so fucking bad. I really. I can't wait to, for us to get to the point to where, like, we can go out and do shows in, like, other states. Obviously, now that ain't going to happen anytime soon, but, like, I definitely am super excited for that because I know. Because I used to, we haven't done it as much lately because we've been writing and stuff, but I used to keep like a heavy eye on statistics of like who listens to us where. Because I know if I recall, it might actually still be on my Spotify for artists. I think it was like Texas listens to us a lot. And then, uh, who else is it? Texas has a big metal scene. Yeah, they do. Uh, Let's see. And it's not just metal. I mean, I'm just talking about like metal as a whole, like as in hardcore you know everything everything down there that's heavy is fucking heavy yeah top cities oklahoma dallas the bronx san antonio and san pedro de la plaza so we got some in chile uh san pedro de la Paz is as white as as white as i can say it san pedro de la Paz. oh wait i got you i got you (laughs) you remind me of Zach because like dude he'll just fucking belt out with that shit out of nowhere I'm just sitting there having dinner <laughs> chill we go to Walmart a fucking aisle at Walmart and his ass will fucking pop off with that shit nah dude I had used to have people who would like show me off to people because they're like oh my I have this guy and he does this he's like do the thing I was like alright because <laughs> that's like the easiest thing to to pull off and that's oh my god you sound like satan oh my god like, yeah you know you just do that thing with your tongue yeah I'm baked, hell yeah. If you're reading this, will you bring me one of the pre-rolls? I love you. I need a lighter too. And a, and a blue moon. Hell yeah. Blue moon, baby. That's what's up. <laughs> blue moon gang. But no, yeah. Like, oh, dude, our local scene has gotten so... It's crazy because I didn't even know if I would ever be part of the scene. I mean, with Glasgow, it seemed like everything was going to work out. Obviously, that kind of fell out. But I mean, we did... <laughs> the one show I played with them... It, like, was an amazing show. We played with, I believe it was The Faceless, Rings of Saturn, Last 10 Seconds, uh, Veil of Nath, and then it was another band. Yeah. After the fucking, uh, The Faceless guitarist, what's his name? Oh, God, dude, I don't even... That's whenever that drama happened when the whole world found out about him fucking, uh, (laughs) heroin addict and shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. Man, I've seen... I think well, I think I saw As I Lay Dying right before <laughs> the whole Tam Lambesis wife killer workout. Good stuff happened. 
Oh fuck, man. Fucking music. The fucking music world's fucking crazy. Dude, it's... Yeah. Our scene is sick. It's very sick. And it's like, we have a good, you know, group of people that, like, come to every show and shit. It's just... You know, it's not as big as other cities, and it's like, I don't even care. Like, yeah, honestly, I'd rather play with my fucking homies in the city. Like, yeah, because, like, I don't know, like, Oklahoma's got a really good scene, honestly. Uh, I mean, I haven't really seen any drama, honestly, here, which is incredible, because apparently everywhere else, there's, like, a bunch of shit going on. Oh, oh, that's gross. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean for there to be uh, some. Public displays anybody of affection. Me, anybody who knows me knows how much I fucking love my internet. Yeah. <laughs> anybody who has you on Facebook definitely knows that. Knows how much I love my internet. Oh, yeah. I have never met somebody who loves hard music as much as I do. She sends me shit sometimes on like, Okay. Okay, that's fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that shit. shit. That's that good shit. That's that. Give me the toilet bowl. Shit, yeah. The only, the only thing that she's, I don't know if she's, or I know that she's into it. I know she is, but like, I don't know if she listens to it on her own. It's like, like, hard to listen to, like, caveman shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the Oonga Boonga shit. I love it. I listen to it fucking, I listen to it daily. Like, I listen to diphenylchlorarsine, like, encephalectomy, cerebral incubation fucking cephalotropy um dude list goes on and on i love anything like that and the worst the worst production the better for me <laughs> um, honestly it's no. the mix has to be shitty we call it <laughs> all right what does joey call it shit slam that's yeah right. that's what i need to do honestly and i'll just i want to fucking do a caveman roof song and i want to have all my fucking homies do caveman vocals on them even if that's not what they do <laughs> like i just want them to do that so hell yeah dude i'm so down to do that <laughs> i'll just yeah, <laughs> i'll literally only just say unga boonga and just completely just keep doing it over and over the entire actually that's what you should do just make it a caveman riff song and then everybody only says unga boonga but in different like variations and that's it <laughs> i got your questions pulled up on here that you had sent me uh, yeah, so we already kind of covered the music scene. Uh, I guess what, yeah, what got, how did you get more heavily involved within, like, the music industry as a whole? Uh, I, I tried to play, whenever I lived in Paul's Valley, I was the only person I knew and hung out with who played guitar. I had one friend from my childhood, Nathan, Nathan Jackson. He used to come over, he'd bring his Gibson Les Paul. I had a fucking beat-up Ibanez with one pickup and a Floyd. That's all I gave a fuck about, playing through a 212 combo. I was playing heavy riffs. Nobody listened to music as heavy as I did. And I was like, I got to get out of here. So I, went to fucking, so I went to Lawton and I met some musicians there. But that's also, that's not, it's not just music musicians that I met there. Like, I met my buddy Kramer. My buddy Kramer, me and him still talk all the fucking time. Like, that's my, like, my dude that, like, we both follow, like, the same passion in, like, music production. And like that, it just like it submerses our life, and that's what we want to do for a living. We don't want to fucking work regular jobs for the rest of our life. We want to do what we want to do. But that's why. That. But this is back in the day when uh, there was a band called Ahav Shalom. This is back in the days where like Ching Fest over in Altus used to take place. 
it's a long time ago. This is where I met Kevin Reese, Anthony Clark, um, Tyler Mace, which goes by James Mace now. I've met so that's what started my introduction into Oklahoma City. So like I met them and they started a band called In Honor and I was just it was it was um it was heavy hardcore and it was really heavy. And you know, me and Kevin just kinda stayed friends and like it became a person him and Kramer both like became people who like I knew were 100% genuine and I would be dumb to lose them as a friend. Like they were just amazing people. Yeah. And so, you know, then eventually like Kevin got into music videos and he's like, Hey, I want to shoot some music videos. I'm like, shit, we'll pay you. Let's do it together. And so, you know, that's like, we weren't his first music video, but we were one of his first. One of our videos is, you know, definitely the most viewed one that he has now, which is like over a hundred thousand views, which is really cool for YouTube because it's like I never thought that shit yeah. would ever get that high. Dude, when I first saw, I think it was Mobilize, like video quality on that, I was like, holy shit, this is <laughs> this is nice, <laughs> yeah. Like I still think that fucking video, like, the, dude, his work is so good. He never does anything terrible. Yeah. Thinking about shooting a couple more music videos with him. Honestly, we that... thought about hitting him up for. Music videos. Man, I'm just telling anybody locally, you would be dumb to try to go to anybody else. This guy, fucking. Yeah, one of the concepts of another video um, that we may or may not have just filmed is, dude, that boy has the setup now, and like he, he killed it. He kills it every single time, and every single time he gets better. And, but. Oh yeah, no. And that's definitely how it should be, yeah. I met all them, you know, and eventually they got to the point to where, like, fuck Lot, just like everybody else, like, <laughs> fuck Lot. Lot sucks to <laughs> to try to be in a music scene down there. Like, there's good people there. There really is good people there. And, like, I get that. But trying to start music down there, you're not going to leave Lot. And I, once I realized that, and I finally made the conscious decision. I moved to Oklahoma City. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Uh-oh. I moved to the city, and I lived with my mom in her spare bedroom, me and the kid, and my ex at the time. Mm-hmm. And I started going, because I used to drive from Lawton, Oklahoma City, and going to shows all the time. And then they started having shows in Lawton. This is back when I lived there, but we had shows in a place called the Acoustic Rock Cafe. I can't remember what the... Anyways... It was hot. It was hot. And we had shows when it was like 115 degrees outside in fucking July. Like, I've seen some amazing bands in there. Dude, Kubla Khan back at like uh, the Guilty Dog days and Colors release. Uh, the last 10 seconds of life whenever uh, Storm was in Evo, it. Evo came out. When that came out, dude, like they were still playing Justice back then. Dude, oh my god. There's nothing scarier than the Stormstroke area Stormstroke era of last ten and fucking like basement type shows. It was ungodly violent. Ungodly violent. That's where I got introduced to fucking moshing. Like, you know, whenever I was younger, I, I never really went to any shows and shit. Like I just the biggest thing I'd seen was like slipknot. Yeah. So I started going to more shows, I just became fucking fascinated with moshing and just the harder the better and <laughs> there's a lot of people who like who disagree like with how hard you should mosh but honestly man depending on the music anything goes 
I love it. Anyway, so I got introduced to all that shit, and then, um, yeah, it took over my fucking mind. I just wanted to go to shows and mosh. I didn't give a fuck what band it was. I'd mosh to an acoustic set. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to mosh, and it was stupid, ugly moshing. I feel like I'm a better mosher now that I'm grown up. Man, I can, I can do a cartwheel if I want to. I've dislocated my leg like twice, so I always get scared to mosh nowadays. But like, listen, sometimes there will be that band that plays that like one sweet spot song. Like I think uh, I was at a Spite show and I was like, oh, man, I, I really shouldn't. I, I look I look like the dad that's just looking from afar like, all right. <laughs> my, my nephews moshed at that show. It was oh. their first time moshing. And dude, they were so infatuated with Spite. Like it was it was the most proud moment. Me and Emily are just just right there next to each other. Like just just looking at the kids, you know. Yeah. We have the rock show. They're moshing, and we just looked at each other, just just full of happiness. I was like, oh goodness, dude! I'll never forget when I discovered Spite. It was a uh, it was at the Revelations tour for Oceano, and it was Oceano, Aversion's Crown, Slaughter to Prevail, and I think there was another band, but it was Spite in it, and I didn't know who Spite was at the time. I was just like, this man barks. This man makes loud yelling noises. This sounds dope. This sounds angry. This was at uh, 89th. What's up? I was there. I know exactly what you're talking about. That was the oh. show that got me into it. 7.30. What's up? Oh, <laughs> I love you. Oh. Oh, I did. I just didn't know what you were. Oh, I'm sorry. Please don't. Please don't beat me. Okay. All right. I love you. All right, any. Hold on, I'm reading uh, Preston's. Oh, everybody's stuff in the chat. Which, by the way, thank you guys for being so interactive in the chat. We're just really in depth in conversation, so I'm trying to. I look at both things here. Coming out of it yet? So I started coming up here to Oklahoma City more and like going to shows, but live there. I finally decided to move to Oklahoma City, and I came up here. This was back whenever. Um, Brett, Josh, Jacob, and James were all in... God, I can't remember their fucking band name right now. Um, the band that they were in a while back... Oh, fuck, it's a Metal Gear Solid name. What is it? Oh, like, is it like Solid Snake or something? No, no, no. Um, somebody needs to pop up with this in the fucking... Oh, I'm sure there's gonna be like that Fox one dude. <laughs> so this is back when they were in Foxtown. It's where I first moved up here to Oklahoma City. And like that shit was sick, and I just like I I was able to get, thank you, Preston. Yeah. I was able to get straight into it, and like it was cool. And like I went up to Kevin at a show, and I was like, I moved up here, and he was like, Fuck yeah! And I was like, <laughs> I'm here. I want to do some shit. And Kane, so Kane said, I "Come to Brazil." Who did? Kane. <laughs> <laughs> On my way, cuz. <laughs> On my way. To the motherland. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, good. I, um, I was talking to Zach Thomas at a show, and that's my boy. I haven't seen him in a while. Zach Thomas, I don't know if you're watching this, or you probably won't watch it, but I love you and I miss you. We should hang out soon. Anyways, so I seen Zach Thomas, and he introduced me to David, my baby boy David. Hell and yeah! It's just I locked eyes with David. He looked at me. I looked at him, and our hearts fell in love with each other. And it was just like. It was like a beautiful, beautiful, non-sexual, but kind of sexual, you know, romantic friendship. I love uh, that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I love him so much. Dude, and he's such a sweet I guy. got introduced to Austin Hiram, and Austin was like, 
I'm moving and I have a band. He's like, they're called Aberrant Construct. Zach or Zach Smiley is our vocalist. I was like, the vocalist from Commotio Cortis? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, dude, I love that band. <laughs> I love, love that band. I was like, dude, fucking mindset is my shit. Like, I listen to that shit like all the time. He's like, yeah, I'm in a band with him. He's like, but I'm leaving. I'm going to the Navy. He's like, I need somebody to replace me. And like, I was living at my mom's house at the time. And I, I just, I was not mentally or financially in a spot to try to do anything. Like I, every day I was on the verge of like selling my rig to the pawn shop to try to get a house. Like I was just ready to get my own place. And uh, so I passed that over, got my shit straight. I still went to shows and still talked to people and shit, but Ted, Ted Tamayo joined um, Aberrant with David and uh, Zach and they were talking about getting another guitarist and so then they hit me back up and I was like yeah dude I'd fucking totally be down to try out and I had this house at the time I had just gotten it yes that was Grave Walker not Aberrant that was back in the Grave Walker days oh jeez can't really stay just wanted to say I'm proud of you homie big love heart hands and shit love you heart hands and shit but um so then i started jamming with uh with them like first jam we had we had played i had learned monolith I, yeah i'm just gonna say monolith because i don't remember the last part of the fucking long ass name but <laughs> i started playing that shit and we played the first jam session and then everybody's chilling hanging out me and david played by ourselves and i was like this is what i want to do this is what i want to do i want to fucking i want to riff with these boys and yeah it it fucking it became into everything that i ever wanted yeah no and i mean it's definitely worked out for you i mean clearly like aberrant's been super successful uh i and strangled's been super successful now i don't really know too much about loathing existence is that like a like a more I only play bass in that band, and I do like the mixing for it and shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ted joined Grave Walker right at the end, and then started it into into Aberrant Construct. That's right. Thank you, Preston. Love you. <laughs> but yeah, gotta go, fam. Love you and all. Love you, brother. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, dude, writing with Ted was like, it was. I was finally like playing guitar with somebody who was hella good. Like, I played with people who were hella good in the past, but like nobody they would just get drunk and play really good and they wouldn't oh remember their shit. Oh my god. Oh, dude. I... I had to get out a lot, and dude. Like, that's all it was. Every time I tried to start a band, that's how it went. And that's... Just... Oh, dude. <laughs> there was a band that I uh, I attempted to join back in the day, and it was all the way out in Enid, and I tried out, and they are like, oh, yeah, you're dope. And then, and then the drummer was like, yeah, so I'm Arian, and I was like, <laughs> oh. Bye. <laughs> I was just like, uh... that, that was one of the reasons other than that, like at the time it was just, that's too far of a drive for like, and I was like, I, I probably should. And when I lived in Lawton, I used to drive an hour to practice an hour back. And sometimes, sometimes like we, I wouldn't get back home until four or five o'clock in the morning and like, just like staying there and hanging out with friends who just played cool parts over and over again. But, yeah. Like, we never really sat down and wrote songs. I think we wrote like three songs together in six years that I was in bands a lot. Like I was in a lot of bands a lot too. Like I was yeah. in State of Damnation. Um, I had my own thing like four different times. 
and then me and my old drummer from State of Damnation, we started like two more bands outside of that. It was crazy. And then, you know, I moved up here and got with Zach and them. And it was the first time that I sat down and I was able to write with musicians who listened to the same kind of music that I did. Yeah. So, like, we fucking clicked. And, like, as soon as we fucking clicked, dude, that's whenever scapism happened. That shit was my first, first step into actually trying to do a good job of mixing and mastering music like, yeah like toxic like, king toxic king is still a jam like it's cool i just i can't listen the to video it. though the video i love you guys thank you i love jesse you guys. shot that video jesse shot our music video she's really good she is she mm. is she is but cody knox what happened to strangle <laughs> ah yes sweet sweet what happened to strangle i was waiting i knew somebody was gonna, <laughs> was gonna ask the question I mean, I'll answer it. All right. Um, yeah. We sleep. <laughs> that's right. That's, me and Jacob just decided on that's what we were gonna say. When people were like, "What happened?" We said, "Strangle just asleep, waiting to wake up." Hell yeah. But when we wake up, it's gonna be like a fucking like pallet of bricks to the face. But Strangle oh. ain't the only one that might have any music. Aberrant is definitely writing. And yeah, I know I've seen posts about that. That you guys are definitely like on the move. It's already done. Me and Joey has riffed on a couple of ideas. Me, Mr. and Joey wrote three quarters of a song and then me and Joey played it those three quarters and then wrote that last quarter. And so we have that one done. We have an idea for another one that is almost solid. Like I'm man, I know I love Strangled, don't get me wrong. Like I love Strangled. It's definitely been the most successful thing I've done, but Aberrant's like, oh man, like that early part of me that said, I'm going to start a band one day and I'm going to write awesome music. Like, that's like, that's what Aberrant is. Yeah, it's basically your cornerstone, like essentially, or your catalyst, yeah. I mean, Preston would disagree. Preston remembers my old band, Arson, that was just me. <laughs> I he always says, it's 2020, make make Michael Soto gent again, or, or write heavy gent again and play eight string guitar again like hell I used yeah to write, like like really groovy heavy sugar style stuff and but it was cool but i was just like man that's not what i want to play and yeah. they played that first slam earth with ted and it was fucking that was it oh yeah what was your favorite show to play main man friend my favorite show to play uh for aberrant it would be the tulsa show with ingested and for strangled and that home show from uh the end of tour was hey we were at that show yeah i'm dude i for aberrant i i don't know man that you were that y'all played but the fucking Whitechapel show oh dude that was i'm still i i'm still baffled that we got that show (laughs) i'm happy y'all got that show y'all deserve that shit that fucking that shit was like that was made for us you know what i mean for your band and my band that was it like that was the show for for like us to represent oklahoma on that show yeah like, dude. and uh, i think we both fucking killed it like i love watching craig play drums dude like, he people me watching david it's i love their style both of them dude so many people like talk to me about like dude craig's an amazing drummer and i'm like i, I know it's crazy to think that like he's also the vocalist of like a metalcore band but he also is just a god tier drummer 
I think I think I I want to say the first time we actually talked to each other is whenever they opened for Norma Jean, maybe. And like I was just like, this kid's really good for like you know this metalcore band, even though that's not my kind of music. I appreciate mm-hmm. very well played and written music, and their music is very well written and played. Like oh yeah, like Craig's. Craig's so good. Like, I love talking with him about, like, music, vocals, stuff like that. And I'll never forget how happy he looked when we played together. And it was with Rings of Saturn, I believe. Or, no, it was, I think it was Rings. Yeah, I think we played a show with Rings, I think, where it was me and Craig. It was some band, but uh, uh, the drummer of this band, like, complimented on them that, like, holy shit, like, you're a really good drummer. And dude, Craig was so happy. I was just so happy for him. Like, oh my god. And then just like that. seeing people, yeah, seeing people get excited and happy about like what you're doing, even if it's not even for yourself or just other people. I live for that shit. That's my serotonin, baby. My serotonin is going to shows and <laughs> people like Craig and Brandon and Josh Croson and like all of my friends and then like all of my friends in the hardcore scene. Like, that's my serotonin is going to the show. And seeing my people, like I, I love, love that. That, dude. There's no other feeling than like being on stage and watching your best friends mosh to your music. And like, anytime Strangle plays and Xavier's there, like he knows I'm watching it. Like, <laughs> like better put out or like, you know, I mean, we're gonna have words afterwards. <laughs> but like, he looks at me and he's just like, I'm gonna make you proud, Papa. <laughs> Hell yeah. He looks at me. Just fucking. And then he goes off. That's my boy. And Kane, too. He's just like, I'm going to kill him for you, Papa. Dude, shout outs, to, shout outs to Kane, though, for becoming, like, the vocalist of a band. I'm super proud of that. That's dope. Dude, I love Kane so much. And then we sat down and re- uh, to record together for the Agony stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was his first time. I knew he was nervous. So I told him, I was just like, for your recording for your first time, just you come over just me and you in the room together uh, i'll get dinner for us and everything we can sit down and we'll do it together and there's a lot of stuff kane killed first take for being a first-time vocalist he fucking killed it and his lyrics are good yeah dude that's honestly that's always been like the thing i think i've grown the most in is like how i record because like i recorded the first three tracks i think of zero Th- no first two tracks of zero Thalmia with adam and then after that though i was like well i kind of want to try and see about recording from home and i did and it came out all right i think some of the songs could have been a lot better i think deviancy and metamorphic i don't understand how deviancy with the mix the way it was when we first put it out on slam how it got 7k views i really don't understand that but But as a vocalist i mean this is just how it goes your vocalist is going to be the first popular person in your band always your, your vocalist has to have a good presence and very good fucking, you know, talented vocals. Like, you and Zach, like, Aberrant would not be a, would not be shit. It, we would have probably wrote a song together and probably never played together if it wasn't for Zach. That dude has the, like, the best mind business-wise, and he knows how to make it fun. Yeah, and like, Zach actually is popping off right now, dude, with Evolved. He's like utilizing the TikTok thing. He's utilizing just marketing in general. Like, I'm so stoked for him. Like, like Zach, if you're watching this, I want my fucking evolved 
shirt. <laughs> yes. Off of your fucking body, and I will wear it whether can, you're in it or not. Wait, can we get can we get slam font <laughs> evolve shirts? That's what I want. Want I'll slam tees? Yeah. <laughs> I'll jam I'll wear that shit. Jackson Snyder will strangle put on the merch soon. This is the only time I'm gonna say this, and I will never say this again. Strangled is gonna do another 48-hour sale. I'm not gonna tell you what fucking day, but it is gonna happen, and the new merch is fucking fire. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. I still wear that beanie, my guy. It's just ah. Oh boy. <laughs> the fucking wait till you see, dude. It's fucking. Uh, Anyways, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's not about that. But. I just want people to know that the fucking uh, that the silence is for a reason. And it's, mm-hmm. I'm doing something completely different whenever it comes to this band. Yeah, here actually, I'll just. No, you're good. No biggie. We chilling. I mean, I'm not baked. I wish I was, but <laughs> my boy here is. I do think I want to touch on something, and I'll kind of mix it together. I think question wise. Um, what has been the theme of like each band? The theme, like the uh, theme of like everything. Yeah. Aberrant, you know, like at the very beginning, it was very, very like Zach told me he was like, I don't want a demeaning message with my band. He's like, I want there to be a positive message for it. Mm-hmm. And so, dude, I was completely on board, completely, and I still am. I, if anybody knows me and knows my personality, like that's just. That's just me and Zach. You know what I mean? Like, we're just... There's no reason to tear each other down. Yeah. Whenever it comes to Strangle, it was just like... I was very mad. Yeah. For, for like, I was... And I wasn't the only one who was pissed at... You know, not just at a certain thing, just at the world. You know, just fucking... Shitty hands dealt in life sucks. Yeah. And Strangled was the message that, like not just me but all of all four of us wanted to get out and it was like this ain't no fake shit like yeah you feel this real hate <laughs> like yeah you can end it lyrics, those lyrics mean something you know to josh and jacob like this ain't a gimmick mm-hmm. and that's what i like i think a lot of people have caught on to that and like that's why they like they recognized that it was real and i think that's why it fucking why it got so popular like but the thing is is that that's not me fully as a person you know i'm i'm a positive person i try to stay positive and i i want to help as many people as i possibly can and like that's why i love average so much because it's a positive message and it has a positive message and you know like yeah. it's something new well it is I- not normal for mm-hmm. band genre yeah, I was actually going to say, it's really cool to see because it's hard sometimes to pull off some lyrics or it's very, like, it's scary, I feel like. Because I know back when, you know, I've been in, like, Glasgow or, like, Let Me Be Zero, I try to write to what the song sounded like instead of trying to write to what I wanted. And hey, so... Can, you... Aberrant, can Aberrant have the old um, Glasgow Smile intro? I want to play that shit. I play that shit at practice. Like, I mean, honestly, Mr. started the project, so I'm yeah, sure he'll. <laughs> I love it. I, I fucking I, I miss seeing you guys, man. You guys are fucking dope. Yeah. Hey, I, I do love Zero Thalmia. Like, that shit's fire. And it's, 
nice. It's nice to like have a band like that here in Oklahoma. And like, that's just like, like with my bands, like I just want to like put Oklahoma on the map for not just bands that I've done, just good music in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Oklahoma has lacked, unless you were into the underground hardcore stuff. And like, then, then you're, if you knew about the underground hardcore in Oklahoma, like whenever it comes to like bands like Shame, bands like Upright, back whenever In Honor was still a band, you know what I mean? Like Sledge, all the time. That And Omen, that band has always been heavy. All these bands, but they weren't, you know, like really on the map. Yeah, nobody knew. Stuff that we like watched and listened to. Like there was nothing like that on Slam Worldwide. I think there was a Sledge release and Omen released on it, but that was it. Yeah. But, you know, I just wanted us, you know, I just wanted to be able to give Oklahoma some fucking know some heavy riffs yeah which i always try to whenever i meet like new bands i try to come off as like a uh like give insight because i know if honestly for the xerophthalmia stuff when we first started it i know that if i didn't put as much research into like looking at okay here's where people enjoy deathcore okay well here's where people have been listening to our music you know and like learning how to market ourselves boost if we need to to like get a certain reach because facebook sucks everything to death like you know zach is a marketing fucking genius yeah i really need to like sit down and talk with him about that because i honestly i've really been actually there's something i want to ask you but i'll ask you off stream um i know that zach charges 30 dollars an hour but you have to send it to my paypal because (laughs) his bank accounting set up yet so you just have to send it to me i hope he's watching this right now Every time he like he like sends in the band chat, he's like, "Hell yeah, guys! We sold 15 shirts today. I'll be shipping these out soon." I was like, "Fuck yeah, or my cut." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Where's my half?" I'm like, and he's like, "You know, oh, we got X amount of money in our fucking bank account." I'm like, "Fuck yeah! Can you send me a fucking <laughs> <doctor's> check?" <laughs> uh, like he is, dude. He's a fucking great person because he puts up with my fucking ignorance, like. David, I know that you're on here. You fucking, you know too. Like, dude, <laughs> like, I. <laughs> there's some stuff in our old band chat that would just fucking, like, get us in so much trouble. <laughs> Me and David used to see send random, like, pictures of ourselves. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> but it's, like I said, it's all love. And poor Zach has had to put up with me. <laughs> I feel bad for him. I'm ready to give this man 10 albums. Like, I've given him very much music lately, and I've just, I want to give him 10 albums. He deserves it for putting up with my ignorance. Anyway. <laughs> the nut picks, apparently, is what David said. Yep, he knows exactly what I'm talking I think I wrote, fuck Zach, on one of my testicles one time instead of a picture of it. <laughs> David, find that picture and post it in the chat. <laughs> No, please, God, I don't want to get zucked. Don't you fucking do it. <laughs> Listen, deathcore music is hard, metal is hard, but nothing is more hard than Mark Zuckerberg. He'll destroy my soul. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, I run that fucking... I, I, I'm I, an admin for the Slam Worldwide group. Me and, like, a bunch of fucking badass dudes. I'm just in a fucking chat with. I'm just like, hey, that's Matt from Cranium. How you doing, man? Hey. Uh, who fuck left this in or some shit you know <laughs> like oh fuck that wasn't me <laughs> but yeah. you know trying to fucking stay on top of all those fucking all those posts and slam worldwide dude like oh my god Travis, man like 
I gotta give it to that dude. Like he's he's a fucking beast whenever it comes to like taking care of his shit. You know, and he got us to help him, you know, like try and stay on top of requests, stuff that's posted, stuff that's posted too much, you know, just all types of shit. Like No yeah. I know uh Larry uh Harper from uh the White Bear Project. Dude Dude, he's such a good ass vocalist, like super underrated. What's his band called? The White Bear Project? Yeah, and then he has another one uh, that's in works right now. Actually, I don't... I think Super they do have badass band with Larry Harper uh, in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> nah, dude, that man can do whistle screams out the wazoo. I don't understand how he does it. Sounds disgusting. Butt. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, let's move on to the questions. All right, let's see. So we mixed three of them. Uh... So I guess we can also kind of mix this. Um, so for everything that you guys have wrote, whatever project, how has the process been for that? Has that been something where, cause I know for Xerophthalmia, for example, I know I write lyrics, vocal pattern stuff. Craig writes his own drums. Uh, Adam basically starts like the catalyst of it. But uh, John also writes and like they mesh together and then Patrick writes, like everybody basically writes and then it all comes together. So like, how is your guys' writing process for like those for projects? both bands for Aberrant and Strangled, and, and you know and Loathing. Well, Loathing's a different story because I don't you, know, you don't actually them. yeah. But so for Aberrant and Strangled, honestly, the best shit comes whenever we're not trying and we're not trying to fucking actually write anything. It could be just me me setting my amp, setting my tone up, and I'll fucking I'll come up with a cool riff just trying to find a good tone, and then like fucking Joey like. Joey is superior drummer. <laughs> it's it just kind of creates. It's like, oh, this is what you should write. Like, this is a hard ass drum riff that's gonna go great for your like next idea that you don't know is coming yet. It's just with Joey, it happens without even realizing that it's fucking happening. Like, yeah, dude, Joey's Joey's so good. Oh my god. I don't. I don't. I don't have to fucking. I don't have to say shit. Like, I'll just start playing a riff, and he knows exactly, exactly what's hard. And he fucking, he destroys it. Like, I've been friends with him since I recorded Loathing Existence whenever I first met them, like, three years ago. Like, that's whenever I met Evan and Joey, which, like, I need people to follow Evan and Joey's Facebook and all their music that they post. People do not fucking realize what goldmine fucking music is sitting on their Facebook walls. They, they, they write music all day long, dude. Any chance that they get, they fucking write music. They start a new band name. They write caveman shit. It is, every bit of it is fucking amazing. And then Joey learned how to fucking use Reaper. And he learned oh. how to program drums. And it's over. Like, it's fucking over from there. Like, people <laughs> don't realize there is no touching this boy whenever, he come, whenever it comes to his mind now. Like, he has the ADHD kind of mind for, for musicality. Like to writing music it comes so perfect for him so when we get together stuff just accidentally happens and they turn into songs yeah ooh joseph asked a good question how'd you all write ferocity part two so here here, for silliance for silliance was music that i had started to write in between writing music for scaphism so those songs are actually pretty old a couple of them are and then one of them was just a video of me setting up a tone and recording myself. You know what I mean? So I could hear my tone on my way back to work and listen to what kind of fucking, you know, to, like, yeah. to make. Uh, and um, that's whenever um, 
Darkness Within started. That was the only song that I hadn't written prior. So, whenever okay. it came to Ferocity, Zach wrote lyrics for it. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't Ferocity. I don't know if Zach is on here or not, but I'm pretty sure it was on Evolving or one of our songs called Evolve, Evolving something. Evolving Mindset, maybe? I don't fucking remember our own song names. Anyways, that was supposed to have Ben Dewar from fucking Shadow of Intent on it. We paid oh. him for- we paid him for a feature for Scafism, and then he couldn't do it. No, that was the hard work. Never mind. But anyway, so yeah, that's... Uh, so Ben Dewar was supposed to be on it, but then he just hit us up. Hey, I'm not going to be able to do it anymore. Um, here's your money back. And just like randomly just sent the money back. After not replying to Zach for a long ass month. Oh, geez. So we always knew we wanted another guest spot. You know, we wanted a guest spot on the fucking... On Cillians. And dude... Fucking Zach had to get James Martin, and I was just like, dude from Indian. He was like, yeah. I was like, how do you know him? He's like, dude, they played a show in my backyard. And I was like, fuck. I love that. <laughs> For ferocity, I wrote my parts, and Jacob wrote his. I outlined the time slots, and he wrote, he we wrote our lyrics and came together. Hell yeah, that's usually, that's how uh usually it goes. But go ahead. Yeah, that's how it went. Like, I just remember them. I knew they were doing it, but like, I wasn't too. Like, I I was excited about it. I knew it was gonna be good, but whenever he sent me a video of um, Jacob recording his parts, I was just like, "This is gonna be monstrous." But whenever I got this, whenever I got the files back for James Martin, though, I listened to those raw files by themselves through my car radio, like before I even had a chance to put them in the song yet. I was just so excited. And fucking dude, James Martin from EGN is like a fucking beast. Yeah, but, yeah. Like he said for Ferocity, he wrote his parts and Jacob wrote his. Yeah. I love the lyrics. I love both of their lyrics that they wrote for that song. It's love it. This was yeah, pre-strangled. Was yeah. Okay. That was that was whenever Strangled was still seven six two and Jacob and Josh weren't in the band. Oh, okay. So that evolved from seven six two. Okay. That's how Strangled started, was from 762. I had recorded Joey in Loathing Existence three years ago. Mm-hmm. We stayed in touch because I recorded his projects. Any band that he was in, like, I, I wanted to record him because I was like, this kid's good. Like, I want to fucking record him and make his drums sound good. Like, that's how I got better mm-hmm. at mixing drums, was recording Joey a thousand times. Dude, I don't even want to talk about how many times we recorded that first Strangled EP. He was sick of it. Like, we recorded it four times. He re-recorded the drums four times for all of those songs. Because I kept buying new stuff and needed to re-record it with better equipment. And, like, he was fucking sick of it. (laughs) I know he likes to play him and shit because, like, that was during the era of me and him writing together. And 762 is the thing. Um, Fuck, what happened? I joined the band to help out for a show. I just, it was Soto Slime Fest the first year. I played guitar for them at that show. And I was like, yo, let's do this again. And so we, you know, we played a show together again, like two or three times. And then it was just like, yo, be in the band. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so we started writing together. And we wrote half of the Strangled EP, like during 762 period. So Ty, I think, was going to quit on vocals because he just needed a rest. That's all it is. He needed a rest. Yeah. And so 
me and I, I called or Jacob called me because I recorded Jacob uh, doing cadavers contingency. This project that he did with this other dude, it's fucking phenomenal. This was before Strangle 2. That was his first album recording vocals after Broken Flesh. After he had left Broken Flesh. It was his first like vocal project. And um, he hit me up after we recorded that album. It's a full album, so we were together a lot. He recorded a lot of vocals with a lot of layers, so we were together a lot of times. And then eventually it got to the point to where he messaged me and was like, I want to front a heavy band again. And I was like, hold that thought. I called Joey and I was like, I got good news, I got bad news. He was like, what's up? I was like, which one do you want first? He's like, bad news. I was like, bad news. We need to put a bullet in 762 and just call it quits. Uh, why? What's the good news? I was like, Jacob Mathis wants to front a band again. Fuck, are you serious? I was like, yeah, I want to fucking front a band again. Who's going to play a bass? I don't know. He's thinking about getting his brother. He was like, all right, let's do that. And so, you know, we hit up the band chat. We're like, hey. You know, let's just call it quits here. I was like, me and Joey are going to go ahead and start this other new project. I was like, we're going to call it Strangle. Jacob Mathis is in it. And like, even Ty was like, dude, that's fucking tight. And so um, then me and Joey just started writing with Jacob. And then Josh started coming around. And then Strangle became a thing once it came time to record vocals. Because everything else was up in the air. Up until you actually sit down and record the vocals to the songs, they're not set in stone yet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like, once we recorded vocals together, then it was set in stone. It was, like, it was... It became a thing. And then it just... It became a thing, and it just kind of, like... Yeah. It was, like, the right level... Like, the the right amount of, like, pissed that the world needed. Oh, yeah. Like, it was definitely necessary. I know, like, for sleep, like... I vibe with that shit so hard, dude. Like, so, so hard. Because it's just, like, there's been a lot of shit that's just, like, gone on and I feel like, a lot of people's lives. And I feel like some people just aren't able to express themselves, like, in, like, that strong of a way without, like, some sort of, like, conduit. And I feel like that's a good conduit to do so. And, like, shit, I mean, that's something I'm learning how to do now, like, lyrically. Is, like, because I used to think, oh, well, you know, maybe it's not a good idea to write, like, too much of how I feel on something or how, like aggressively like but then like as i've heard just more of it like through either strangled or just like a lot of just angry music lately it's just like wow you know you can really just write whatever you want like it really doesn't it really doesn't matter like that's my goal like i when i write music i i I don't write i don't write filler riffs i don't write filler parts for songs it's get in punch you in the face write hard ass riffs ride that shit out don't fucking care how long it takes fucking get in there knock you in the teeth get out for both bands like that's why our songs are so short like i just i don't want to mess around with too much filler and like filler is what makes more songs like i get that but like for me i just i want it to be the hardest thing ever or i'm not gonna release it if i don't think it's fuck like i'm not gonna release it that's why it's so hard for me to write music lately like that and i've just I've completely dove into mixing music. I've, I want to make that my fucking career. Like I'm, I'm tired of being in the heat. I'm tired of sweating all the fucking time. I'm tired of dealing with the stress. Like even if it's stress I've caused to myself, like I, I, I don't want the anxiety anymore of fucking painting cars. Like I love my job and the people that I work with, but at the same time, yeah, I just don't want to be in the fucking heat no more. Shit sucks. 
Yeah, dude. It, I definitely understand that. Like, that's actually why I started really because I always recorded my own vocals and like I left a lot of mixing and stuff to other people. But like over the like years, I've tried so hard to figure out, okay, what do I need to do to like record myself better? You know, how do I mix? How do I like master? I even bought like a, a Joey Sturgis master class on like oh, yeah. trying to learn on like how to better understand like the ideas behind too. production. And... I signed up to URM that jo that thing that Joey Sturgis and El Levy and Joel Wanasek have. Like that is what really has made me better at mixing. It's by watching how all those dudes do it, why they do it, their thought press, their thought process during it. So but it's what's really made me a lot better. Yeah, no, dude, I honestly, I really, I just, I honestly want to just do music stuff like for the rest of my life. And if I got to, you know, either save up, you know, find ways to like network harder than I've like networked before, um, like shadow people, whatever I got to do, like I want to try and do it because I'm, I know I'm tired. <laughs> I've been tired for a long time and I just want to do something that one I can enjoy and two can help out others if I can produce music for people help them record mix master I want to do that like I genuinely want to do that so but that's kind of still in the works I'm obviously still trying to work on stuff right now but yeah no man I definitely get that sentiment of like like I just want to do what I love <laughs> Yeah, I just, that's all I want to do. And I want to get better at it. I want to get better at it as I go. And like, I want to listen to something and be like, that's sick. You know what I mean? Yeah, I want to be happy. I recently finally got to a point where, like, because I, I used to hate, like, recording my vocals because I would just hate everything I did. But now, I mean, I still record to myself most of the time, or I record by myself. I've recorded sometimes with people. Um, I think for Arrakis, I recorded with Eric Springer of uh, All Seems Lost, which, cool dude, great dude, great band. All Seems Lost is great. I love them. Um, but, and it came out great, but I was just back to the thing of like, man, I really need to figure out like how to critique myself, but how to like not end up so mad at myself for not getting things right. Like what it is that's is all you need to do is learn how to EQ it and how to compress it. Yeah. And then just trust that. Just know that you did a good performance and the EQ and compression is right. Mm -hmm. And you and just feel more confident knowing that it's it's good now. Yeah. That's been one of the harder things for sure. To like Let me get back to the questions. Yeah, yeah. Now the band People have vastly been talking about a strangled origin. I just said that. Yeah. Strangled right on their own and, and then bring it all together in a practice or jam session and then work from there. Like I said, we, we start the songs like me and Joey just by ourselves. A lot of the times me and Joey will get 90% of the, of the song written. Mm -hmm. And then I send it, it always it's it's always the same process. It starts from a video on my phone. It goes from a video on my phone to me sitting at the computer and recording only the riff. Me figuring out the tempo and doing terrible fucking programming. <laughs> right? Just to be able to get the tempo right. And then once that happens, I continuously like have the my recording rig in the in the living room is always set up. Like my living room is like the recording room now. So it is always set up to be able to to record. Just 
we have an idea. I need to get in there. Let me just fucking riff it out with you and we'll just do it like that, you know? And so me and Joey will do that. Josh and Jacob will will come to practice, meet, we'll show the idea. And then um, they'll say, let's add this or this is sick and let's just leave it as it is. And a lot of times it's one or the other. It was just like, let's add a couple things. But then, you know, 50% of the time, it's just like, that's perfect like it is. Let's just add a two-step here and that's it. <laughs> and like, and then they write lyrics, but it's never, it's never down the first recording take. Like we'll, we'll do two or three vocal recording sessions and they'll refine it as they go. But Josh and Jacob write their own lyrics. They do not write for each other. And Interesting. every lyric that they say is like their like, own. That's actually really dope. I actually like that because I know for Moon Presence, which is doing really well, I didn't realize because like it's based off a game, yeah. and but people like it. People love that shit apparently, um, which I'm glad. But yeah, writing with somebody else who's also doing what you're doing is definitely a, it's an interesting experience. Um, I definitely enjoy it. But yeah, no, I think that's just really neat that you guys or they both write from like their own perspective on things or what they're feeling and then it just clashes together usually, usually whenever the lyrics hit the internet after the music's released then i'll know what their lyrics are like i don't yeah you're just like well this sounds like not my thing like, yeah i don't know like lyrics are cool you know what i mean like they're very important don't get me wrong but at the same time it's like but if it's executed bad what's the well, no, it's just, it's not something that, like, I, yeah, if it's executed horribly, it's going to cause me to not be able to listen to the music. Yeah. But, like, it's not a thing for me that I can, I can write lyrics at all. Like, I really cannot write lyrics at all. So it's not my thing at all. I'm like, I got complete trust in you, Zach, you know, Jacob and Josh. I got complete trust in y'all guys. You don't have to ask me pointers because I'm not going to give you good pointers. Yeah. I'm going to give you shitty pointers. So... Like, I just make caveman riffs and I do mixing. Like, and do good. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, every fucking idea that he comes with is fucking fire. Yeah, fucking Zach's fire. just, dude. Oh, God, I'll never forget like seeing you guys for the first time. And I saw Zach because what I do, and I do this a lot, is I analyze people. I analyze mostly vocalists because I do vocals, and so I'll notice like how they do things, everything like that. And just watching like Zach go off, I was just like does he have so much speed and stamina and like he, you ever see you ever you ever see him slap his own ass whenever he does his gutturals <laughs> <laughs> but i think uh to kind of mix well we're probably needing to get this closed up soon but um so there's only two questions left anyway so i guess for any of these projects you know i guess mostly aberrant and strangled how has like this pandemic or pandemic like affected you guys like what has it caused you to like maybe have any realizations of things you know plan different strategies of things like what's what's kind of been like the game plan on like any of strangled that or on, so it never once knocked strangled off of its course like this has been the the way that strangles were gonna go with or without a pandemic like you still wouldn't have heard shit from us oh yeah it's still you know been a complete blackout like it still would have been like that for as long as it has and until something comes later you know what i mean i'm not gonna say when yeah no we don't want to we don't want to give too much away but <laughs> <laughs> so but um yeah it has knocked us off our course but as far as aberrant like 
you know, dude, we're missing playing shows and we're missing yeah. being get together a lot more often and you know and write more music together. Like all of us have just kind of it's just been everybody's been kind of trying to take care of themselves right now. So Yeah. So. Yeah, no, for sure. And I know there's a lot of like people who are trying to like plan on or not even plan, they've already acted on like how to best benefit bands or musicians as a whole trying to like benefit or take advantage of like trying to work with this pandemic. Like I know a lot of people have done live streaming of band stuff. Actually tonight, I think Dance Gavin Dance is like doing a whole live stream of like a set and like they have a whole website for it and everything like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, it's just ta- like figuring out, okay, instead of letting this set us back, how can we work with it? How can we still communicate? and like get our stuff out there still provide content for people yeah. and just yeah you know figuring yeah, everything out thing not everybody has like a good video rig oh play, for sure stuff like that and we would just get together and try and do it here but it's just you know we have to we all need to be cautious with each other and make sure that we don't get each other sick you know what yeah I mean? so yeah because that's definitely something that like I know I was super bummed and was like man I'm, I'm ready to hit that first show that hits us but like after I think we, I talked with you about it a little bit and it was just like kind of like a, yeah you know it's probably not wise because like I, I feel like I don't know like I'd be slightly undermining things I don't want to do that especially when I have a kid at home like I would be devastated you know if anything happened and I don't want to be the cause of that on my own end and so like kind of reevaluating it like i i think for me personally i just want to be more careful i guess of what shows i do play if we play any yeah because see everyone was going to play bailey's show oh you uh you live my man froze <laughs> oh oh no michael Oh no. Um Can you Oh well, I guess I, I was going to ask if you could hear me. Uh let me Oh, I can't hear him at all. No. Oh no, Michael. No. Right when we were getting close to the end. The frame it's stuck on is kind of neat. <laughs> Let's see. Um, message him. Huh. Mhm. Good. <laughs> oh. Well. I guess, uh, I guess that's it, guys. <laughs> well, thank you, uh, thank you for coming. It was really cool talking with Michael, unless he just pops back up, which he might. I don't know if he pops back up <laughs> by the time I, I guess I close this. Basically, I was just gonna ask if, uh, oh, never mind. He's, uh, he's speaking on, <laughs> on here. Let me, let me see what the, what's going on. Send an invite again. Never mind, baby. We're still going. Uh, oh god hold on guys 
have to find them. Oh yeah, you're seeing all the all the goods. Why is it not letting me? It's okay, we can end it. Oh, uh, you sure, man? All right. Well, Michael gave the go to I guess go ahead and end it. Uh, I appreciate you guys coming by and listen to us just chat. Um, we'll definitely try to see if we can have more conversations in the future. Um, but yeah, dude's an awesome guy. I'm, I'm just glad that he was able to, you know, just talk with me for a bit. Just talk about his projects. Just listening to him. Uh, it, it was great. It was honestly really great. And I can't wait to do it again. Um, next week, I believe we might be having one or two um, more of these. I'm not for sure yet. I'm still trying to get everything kind of scheduled out because... I've still got work life, kids, everything like that. Um, so I've, I've still got to kind of plan things out. But might be having uh, Chris Whited of uh, 1776 Recordings. Uh, I'm very excited about that. And then Feast of Antipathy and also Omens. So I guess three people, technically, but uh, or Skylar of Omens. Um, so we'll we'll kind of see where we go with that. But again, you know, thank you so much. Please check out Strangled Aberrant. Loathing existence. Uh, if you like what I do, you know, like this page, subscribe or not subscribe, uh, like or follow my Twitch. Um, check out Zerothalmia, Moon Presence, um, and yeah. Other than that, I hope you guys have a good night and uh, have a good weekend. Stay safe. Thank you.